Good morning. I believe I've made it up to episode 16 of this little audio journal podcast thing that I'm doing. Um, I started this out because I just wanted something to like talk off the top of my head. And I know I'm going to repeat myself. That's kind of why I put the ADHD at the front of it. Because this is just kind of a train of thought deal. Um, today I'm going to start on fantasy baseball. Uh, Yahoo opened up their fantasy baseball leagues, I believe on Tuesday, or when, no, they opened it up on Wednesday, and ESPN opened up their leagues on Tuesday. Um, (coughs) I've had my ESPN league reactivate, that's that keep nine that I've talked about every couple of episodes. Um, I've, I've already started doing research for the year uh, both on my team and on the other uh, on the other owners teams the one of the fun things I like to do at the start of the year is not just see where the player projections are but see where I can get value for them uh, in the keep nine league you don't have to keep nine it's a maximum of nine players that you can keep really there is no minimum i've seen people keep three and throw the other players back and therefore they get six of the best players <coughs> that everyone discards straight off the bat i've seen it work for teams that are in last place that then go and become fringe playoff teams with a little bit of uh waiver wire magic and trade magic um, I was in last place. I didn't do that. I did keep, stupidly, nine players a couple of years that I probably should have kept six and then taken three of the best players that everyone tossed to the side right off the bat. But, I mean, whatever. Uh, I have won this league once six years ago. Five years ago, six years ago. And then I've been like a I've been a playoff team every year except the last year. Last year I was just on the outside looking in. And I am now the sixth pick out of 12 in this league because I was was first man out. I think I missed the playoffs by like two games, which is fine. Over the course of the season being off two games, I'll take that. It's a a matter of, oh, I should have started this guy here, or, oh, I shouldn't have started that guy there kind of thing. So you lower your batting average and your OPS suffers, or you start the wrong guy, and while you get some nice strikeouts and a quality start, you don't need the ERA takes a jump, or your whip takes a jump, and all of a sudden, bam, you're... uh, <clears throat> you you shift a game in the standings one way or the other between you and a person you're competing with. Um, but like I was saying, one of the things I like to do in addition to looking over the projections is try and guess which players are going to be available and which ones are not. Free agency is technically open right now, which is a weird thing about this league. All my other leagues, the league activates, but ad drops are not active until after the draft. So this league, if you get a hotshot new player coming to the league, like this year it's Yoshida, no, not Yoshida, um, Yamamoto, you can bid for that player. So, oh, this is not just 
open free agency. This is fab. This is free agent budget. Um, and so it's just it's it's a rolling wire day over day. And that either at least in the preseason you can you can bid on these players and be like, hey, yeah, I need them for you know I'm going to put in a one dollar bid, a two dollar bid, a thirty dollar bid. We have a $350 budget for the entirety of the baseball year, and with the way that players bounce up and down, <coughs> you need to conserve that sucker till the end of the year, unless you want to start it at the beginning of the year and burn it. Someone burned almost a quarter of their budget off the bat. Someone bid $76 for the, the new Dodgers pitcher that just came over from Japan, which... While cool, I'd prefer to distribute those players via free agency, or via draft, and then deal with the leftover players in free agency, because then it's kind of like, well, what's what's the point of the fucking draft? I'll just buy all the young players and just roll with them for a while, have my team suck for two or three years, and then go for it. But, I mean, that that is an option. Um, there are players that I've already flagged on the free agency list that I want to get that are not good starters but are definitely good complementary pieces like Chase McCormick if he can get 500 at bats in him he's going to he's going to have a shot at 80-25-80 not out of the hand, out of the question ESPN projections are 71 runs 24 home runs 76 RBIs 18 stolen bases, but he's only going to hit 256 with the 797 OPS. That's on base plus slugging. I think he's better than that. Last year, in 400 at bats, he was 59, 22, 70, with, and 19 stolen bases. If he can match that, last year was a breakout year for him. And he is only, I want to say he's like 25 years old. He is not definitely not 25 years old. He will be 29 in, in the spring, which means he that might be peak McCormick. So maybe ESPN's, you know, projections of 71, 24, 76, 18 may not be off target. Okay, he might that might be one of those. Hey, I need like a fourth outfielder or a fifth outfielder kind of deal. <laughs> I like the 24 home runs. I like the 76 projected RBIs. 71 runs. Nice. If they play him off the lineup, he can really up those stolen bases. He has a shot at 25 stolen bases if they bat him one or two. He also has a chance at closer to 85 runs, if not more. You put this guy at the top of your lineup, as long as he can get on base, fine. But we'll see what happens, especially when you have 25 home run potential. That's more like... I guess you would put him in your two slot, maybe your three slot. If you if you want to up your stolen bases, put him in the second. If you want to up your home runs, put him in the third. Well, that's kind of the nature of your um your your lineup build. Your leadoff guy, you will want to be you want to have on base. Uh, you want him to get on base as best as possible. You want your second guy to be able to hit and have speed. So first guy is oh. Uh, OBP plus speed. Your second guy needs to be average and speed. Your third guy needs to have more power 
than anything, but still have a, a chance to get on base. Your fourth guy is straight power. He is your cleanup hitter. You want him to move everybody off the bases. Your number five guy is going to be power. Your number six guy is going to be a little less power. Your number seven, eight, and nine are essentially interchangeable. Depending on the construction of left-hand hitter versus right-hand hitter on your one through six, seven, eight, and nine are all a toss-up. Seven and eight in particular, there were baseball managers back in the day that would use their a second leadoff guy in your ninth spot. So essentially, you would find a guy that you would not necessarily bat second, but could be like your other guy that bats leadoff for you, but you would place him in the ninth spot. That way, when your ninth spot comes up, you have your OB, uh, OBP guy come in, get on base, and then all of a sudden, maybe you put a halfway decent hitter at the number one spot, <coughs> and then you got an extra guy on, on, on base during the game. And that'll really screw with pitchers because you think you're getting to the bottom of the lineup and your 7, 8, 9 will be cake guys. You know, usually they are. But So, I've gone through. I've started scouting for two or three of the other players on my team. Or two or three other teams and their players. Um... Especially because people are starting to throw trades out. Like I said, free agency is open. Trades are also open. So people are starting to toss trades back and forth. And I'm getting some really interesting trade offers, but the problem is it's a keep nine. And I definitely have nine players I want to keep. One is a fringe guy, but there's also another fringe guy. Like, I've got a couple of guys that could be keepers, but are really, like, if I would keep 11, I'd keep them. If, if, since it's only keep nine, I really need to be a little more, you know, I need to have a little more discretion in that. So, I like two for ones and three for twos or three for one trades. The problem is I can't keep them all. If this was a bigger dynasty and I was getting those offers, I would take them in a heartbeat because then I could keep all the players till the end of time for whatever they're giving me instead of burning effectively my one through nine draft spot so right now my my keepers haven't changed to be honest from the last time i talked about it i've got yanir diaz spencer steer luis arroyas rafael devers max muncie logan webb garrett cole jesus lizardo from beer valdez like at that unless i'm going to trade luis arroyas and his batting average away there's not really anything I can replace. There's not a strong enough 10th keeper for me to replace with my ninth keeper. Marcus Stroman is there, but he's injured every year. That's cool that I can get a nice pitcher for, with a sub-4 ERA, but I can't keep him. Eduardo Rodriguez, his projections are coming in low everywhere, but that's because he's been injured often on the last three years straight since he had that one breakout year with Boston. I was hoping that he'd be projected for 180 innings and closer to 180 strikeouts. He's projected at 160, 156. Which is cool for my Diamondbacks, but not cool for my fantasy team. Uh, Merrill Kelly, I like his projections. 183 innings, 179 strikeouts, 19 quality starts. With a mid-3 ERA, I'll take that. Problem is... Kelly's like 35 years old. Kelly, yes. Kelly just turned 35 years old. 
With pitchers, they will stay better longer, and they will um. And that's okay, but the problem is he was a three three seven ERA and then a three two nine ERA in your in your mid thirties. And this is a guy who was a prospect in the league at one point, played in Korea for seven seven years before coming back to the Diamondbacks five years ago. Like he pitched in Korea, and that was the big thing for him. That was the I remember when he came to the Diamondbacks in 2019. I'm like, who the hell is Merrill Kelly? Who the hell is this 30 year old rookie? And they're like, yeah, he's pitched in Korea for seven years and has been one of the better pitchers out there. So it's like, fuck, I guess. Um. So I want to keep him. And I believe I'm keeping them in one of my Yahoo leagues. I've got to see when all my Yahoo leagues reopen. Only one of them has come back online. But Kelly, that's it. I, I think he's a good buy low candidate this year. I think I can wait five, six rounds, pick him up later. <coughs> I know I waited last year and I missed on him, but I did reacquire him when one of the guys went through some retooling at the start of the year. Um, for... Uh, for his team, and I happened to pick up a whole bunch of players. I didn't have Max Muncy on my team at the start of the year. Uh, he was definitely an acquisition at the start of the year uh, that I'm very happy about. It didn't turn me into a playoff contender, but or it didn't turn me into a playoff team, but that's fine. Um, I like. It's always tough. I can find good pitchers. I've had other owners in this league that tell me I can find good pitchers. Really, the reason why I find good pitchers is because I keep good pitchers. Once I find them, I keep them. I don't really move them. I'm actually trying to move a pitcher right now. I don't want to move Garrett Cole. I don't, 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 don't want to move Garrett Cole. But I have Logan Webb. I have Jesus Lazardo, and I have Frambier Valdez. I am looking to move Garrett Cole to get a big package back. I've got a pending offer, and that buzz a little second ago was the manager saying, oh, I didn't see that you had sent me an offer two days ago. Let me look. I'm trying to move Luis Oroyes, Spencer Steer, and Garrett Cole for Ronald Acuna Juan Soto. I did that as an opening shot. I will not get him for that price. He will ask for another starting pitcher, or he will ask for Rafael Devers instead of Oroyes. I am sending him those because I want to see what he does about it. I don't think he'll actually do it, but there are some trade offers I send out just as opening salvos. So, we'll see what happens. Um, the team in particular that I'm scouting out right now has about 12 keepers, according to my, you know. I mean, he, he's the guy, he won the league last year, and I see at least 12 keepers, if not 13 keepers on his team. The ones that I see is Adley Rushman, the catcher from Baltimore. We've got Francisco Lindor, the shortstop from the Mets. we got Pete Alonso, the first baseman from the Mets. You have Michael Harris II from Atlanta. You've The outfielder from Atlanta. you got Kyle Tucker, the outfielder from Houston. We're up to five now. you got Bryce Hopper, the first baseman from Philly. And then that's six. Then the pitching becomes interesting. 
you have about four to five keepers depending on where your line for keepers are. There is Corbin Burns, a starter from Milwaukee. You have Chris Bassett, a starter from Toronto. That's two already. You have Tariq Skubal, who is literally everybody's breakout candidate this year. It frustrates me because I had him in my one of my Yahoo Dynasty leagues and I let him go and someone else picked him up last year and held on to him and all of a sudden it's like, oh, look at this guy. There's also Jordan Montgomery, who pitched well but is a free agent right now. You have Andrew Abbott, the rookie sensation from Cincy last year. You have Kyle Harris, the starting pitcher from San Francisco who's supposed to break out this year. He just paid a dollar this morning on the free agent wire to pick up Kyle Harrison. Normally you don't spend budget in the preseason unless you're going to keep the pitcher. If you don't, you're dumb and you wasted money. So that's six pitchers for three keep spots, not to include Emmanuel Classe from Cleveland, the, the star closer for, for Cleveland, for the Guardians. This is a problem here. He also has Sandy Alcantara, but I think Alcantara is out for the year. I believe he's having AC, not ACL. Okay. I think he had Tommy John. Yeah, he went. He had Tommy John surgery in October. Uh, yeah, end of September, start of October. He's out all year. Is he going to let Alcantara? Kentaro go? Probably. I know I would, especially Tommy John on a pitcher. That would waste almost two years of holding him. And to keep nine, two years is a freaking eternity holding on to someone. Unless, you know, they're coming back bigger and better than ever. Like Otani, who I also had at one point in this league, let him go, and then I could never, ever keep him again because some, he started out well enough his first full year his second full year that he's just, he's been a hole. I'm dumb. I should have kept him. But, whatever. There's other players I should have kept. But, that's in the past. So, I've counted six hitters. And he's got Josh Young. He's got Josh Lowe. Uh, Edmund's been a keeper on different teams over the years. Like, <coughs> Zach Galoff on a rebuilding team would be a hold. 20 home run, 23 stolen base combo. Edmund, 12 home runs, 26 stolen bases. Like, Brian Hayes has been trying to break out for years in Pittsburgh. Novelli Marte is supposed to have a full-time gig this year after starting to come up last year. Like, this guy's got some good, pro good players still on his team after he's dropped all kinds of people. Like, he shows he like why he really won. He's got a deep team. So it's fascinating to go through and be like, okay, this guy have a chance at, this guy have a chance at, this guy have a chance at. And then make a, a little spreadsheet. Uh, I, I say spreadsheet. It's more like a mental spreadsheet. Although I might take, you know, a physical one this year. Clear out that watch list and just make a spreadsheet and be like, all right, these are the guys I'm looking at. And that I've got... Other than my team and his team, there are 10 other teams for me to scope out and be like, all right, that is a keep, keep, keep option. Keep, keep, keep. Like, the guy I picked up Kelly from, he has literally no pictures that he's going to keep for next year. 
unless he's going to hell marry Jose Barreros. <laughs> he's not going to. I mean, Grayson Rodriguez for Baltimore, maybe. Bobby Miller from L.A. I mean, they're going to go with the six-man rotation out there. Gavin Williams. Like, these are all pitchers that you pick up during the course of the year to fill out your squad, not necessarily keeper options. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All nine of his keepers are sitting in his starting lineup right now. He left his first base and catcher empty, and he's got a host of players on the bench that he's going to let go. None of which are particularly good keeper options. So he's got his stuff set up already. Like, that's fine. He picked up Jackson Holiday before the season last, or he picked up Jackson Holiday in the middle of the season. He picked up Ellie De La Cruz before the season. Um, it bothers me because I was going to draft Cruz with my first pick, so that kind of bugged me. Like, I I will probably put in a suggestion this year to be like, hey, we should probably not open free agency. We should open up dropping players and trading players, not free agency, before the draft. Because then you can just be like, well, this is the new hot breakout guy that nobody picked up last year. I am going to buy him. I mean, and by that token, you should probably close it down at the end of the year. I actually benefited from the end of year pre-close roster. I picked up Logan Webb one year doing that. I picked him up and I held on to him because I got him in the middle of the baseball playoffs. Or in the middle of the fantasy playoffs one year. I was out, and I'm like, well, let me pick up a pitcher for next year. I heard really good things about this guy. <clears throat> so, I mean, Logan Webb's now one of my <laughs> one of my great starting pitchers. So, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, there's pitchers on the waiver wire. Chris Sale is available um, for him to, to get. Like, he's... This is what he does every year. He keeps a starting lineup for batting, and then he just redrafts pitchers every year, hoping that he finds them. Which is not bad. If I had the ability to acquire good hitting talent, I would do the same thing, because I feel like I can spot good pitching talent, you know, good enough. I'm going to pick up the players three days ahead of when they're supposed to start next. I'm going to pick up players right after a start and hold on to them. Because usually these hot guys get picked up day of because, oh man, I need a spot starter. Or some shit like that. So there is just under two months till the draft. It's supposed to be this Sunday the 17th as of right now. I mean, that can change. Sunday the 17th at 3 p.m. Oh, that'll be a fantastic day to go and go pick players. Um... Because, yeah, I think baseball starts early this year. There's supposed to be a series out in Japan starting on the 20th or something like that. I gotta say, I know they're playing overseas. I just don't remember where they're doing it. They did Australia one year, but... Well, we'll see what happens. Um, so, I'm excited for baseball. Um, I don't really have much to say about the Yahoo team right now. I don't have information on what my keepers constitute in that league. That was the league that I took over last year for someone else. Then got bitchy because they swapped teams on me. I, I don't know. There's, I, I'm debating telling them that I'm not coming back. But we'll we'll see what happens. It's only a 10-man team. 
And I actually like the players on this team, but it's just going to be a pain in my ass to do stuff. So we'll see what happens. And that I'll I'll see what I can do about that team. I might just tell the owner that I can't make it. I should probably pare down those leagues, to be honest. I had like seven, eight of them last year. Um, but yeah, that that I I'll do something more in depth on baseball later. Uh, I know that Fantrax has also come out and started up their stuff. I'm doing a little sample best ball draft there. Uh, best ball is done in contrast to head-to-head -head matchups or whatever. It's closer to rotisserie if you don't have um, start-sit decisions or add-drop decisions or anything. Um, best ball is just you are going to draft a team at the start of the year and we'll see who has the best team at the end of the year. This is where you can get funky at the end of the draft. I can either A, take a player that's guaranteed platoon time at the start of the year for a prospect that's probably going to come up and steal some at-bats at the end of the year. So, do you take a chance at a guy that's going to score 200 fantasy points for you? Or do you take a chance at a guy that's probably going to score 150, but it'll be at the end of the year? It's all a matter of who's going to get those points when. So we'll we'll see what happens. We're through eight full rounds right now. It's been going on for three days, I believe. Um, I, I like my team so far. Uh, you have a max of five fielding position five players at each infield position you have a max of 13 outfielders and 22 pitchers um all all you need is all, all i've got on my team right now is i've got freddie freeman first baseman from the dodgers matt olson first baseman from the braves ketel Marte, second baseman from the diamondbacks alex bregman third baseman from the Astros, Muncie, the third baseman from the Dodgers, Ellie De La Cruz, the shortstop from Cincinnati, and then I've got Jesus Lizardo, starting pitcher from the Marlins, and Austin Nola, starting pitcher from the Phillies on my team. So I got two starting pitchers, two first basements, two third basements. I don't have my catcher yet. My catcher is probably going to come in the next two rounds. Yeah, if I don't get him now, I'll probably pick him in the tenth round. Um... It's interesting to see where the projected points are. Some of these guys look a little out of whack. The ADPs are still trying to filter some of these guys out. I'm going to try and take advantage of this early season chaos. There are players that I want that technically won't be available till later. We're through 96. We're through 96 picks so far, and if we use the ADP that's going on right now, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 players under that ADP that are, that are still on the board, only one of which I think will make it back to me. Um, there's that breakout pitcher from Kansas City this year that everyone's hot about, Cole Reagans. Um, everyone seems to be losing their mind about him, but I'm just going to see what happens. I think I got be a better idea of pitchers on the back end that are actually going to do well. Um, I've got some relief pitchers that I think I can score points with that you know, won't be on absolutely everybody's radar. There'll be guys that I'll be able to pick here in another four, five, like five, six rounds that, I'll, that my 
the point differential between the top of the list and that part of the list is like not even a 10% drop, but if I wait on other positions, it'll probably be closer to like a 20% drop. So, good old... I'll have to do some research into how to phrase value over replacement and get on that for the next uh, podcast. Okay, thank you very much for listening to my start of the baseball season. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully I hear good news from this other owner about the trade offer. Um, but we'll see what happens. I I don't have high hopes for it. Ooh, breaking news. Let's see. Got a different offer from a different manager in the ESPN League. Let's go see what that offer is, because he really wants Rafael Devers. Oh, now that's interesting. He's offering me Zach Wheeler and Alex Bregman, and I don't really care about J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez doesn't mean squat to me. And unless I'm going to throw Spencer Steer back, or throw Yanir Diaz and hope to God I can get him one to two drafts, uh, one to two picks in, although that is an option. I need to do a comparison of Alex Bregman and Rafael Devers and see what's uh, going on with these guys. There might be just like a year gap between them, but we'll we'll see what happens. If I'm already getting this offer. Uh, there's a two-year gap between them. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to close it right now. And I'm going to go suss out this trade offline and then figure out what I want to do about that later. Okay, everyone have a great day and uh, good luck.